Episode one of season one of the Film Sessions podcast with Eddie Huband, Kurt Black, Martin Snasik, and Josh Piercy. On this pod, we're going to discuss and deep dive some great movies that we think are important to the history of cinema. And for this first episode, we are starting with a Martin Scorsese classic, gentlemen. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Goodfellas, coming up next on the Film Session Pod. Watching film. The most important thing is film study. Watching film is studying. Damn near 12 guys watching film. At times, I watch a ton of film. I sit there in my bed and go through film all day. Now let's look at some film right here, all right? We're about to watch some film. Get in the session. Here we go. unpack here uh, with this film it's just such a such a great movie and, and you know re-watching it for me the thing that stood out most was just how technically brilliant it is and how innovative and creative and I, I know that everybody kind of looks at all the performances which you know we'll get into but man it's just like just some of the like the freeze frames and just the quick zoom ins and all that kind of stuff it was just it, it's really what makes Scorsese brilliant yeah well you're talking about freeze frames that's kind of what hits most in the early scenes of the movie when he's young and you freeze frame at first on him when his father is uh, is giving him the beat down because he thinks that he wants to be a gangster right and then a few moments later you freeze frame on the postman uh, who's also getting beat down and he realizes oh I, I, I do want to be a gangster no matter what uh, my father thinks and the shot composition of the whole movie is just fantastic and you talk about that scene uh, when they walk through the club him, oh, yeah. and, him and Karen for the first time uh, and you just get a real feeling that you know you're, you're there with them you get a feeling of of what it would be like to be there that and the in the scene where they they introduce all the different gangsters throughout so, yeah the shot composition is is incredible well and also it ties into Scorsese's brilliance because there's certain movies that come out and everyone talks about the amazing camera work and it's so clear to see that that's what they were going for where this it just flows with the movie. It does. It's not out of place. It's not going for this artistic brilliance over the top. It just fits the film and it adds to something that's so dynamic. And the thing, the thing I love about it as well is, like, as the movie goes along, it changes. It it it, it really impacts the rhythm of the film. You know, you see, even uh, when you know, there's a, there's a couple scenes when like it's just like a quick zoom in to De Niro. Or even like when, even the very opening scene when Ray Liotta sh shuts the, the the car door or the you know the trunk door. Mm -hmm. As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And then and then later, like th that when when you when you are introduced to Henry Ray Liotta's character for the first time, and like that slow tilt up, and you see him in that nice suit and everything, like. It's just so well done and so interesting. You talk about using shots to tell something as opposed to actually saying something. For example, the scene when uh, Henry uh, goes to uh, to the airport for the first time and they go to steal the, uh, the the case or whatever, and all the shots are very close-in shots on him unlocking the door, on him bringing the briefcase out. You know, it gives a real sense of this is easy for him to do because of, because of the way it's shot and the way it's so close in on what he's actually doing. Absolutely. Now, okay. We can't go too far into this without talking about some of the performances because that's a huge part of it. Martin, I know you're a Joe Pesci guy. Yep. Love him. <laughs> I mean, what a performance. He really does make this film. It was the perfect character. I mean, the perfect actor for the perfect character. I mean, just um, 
being like the short, short, ugly guy, and it's almost like the complex. You can feel it throughout the movie. His like his short person complex. Even I the can way relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> no, but really, because he's a hothead, right? Like yeah. he he can go from you know he's the big funny guy at the table, and just like that, he's you know the murderer that'll kill you, right? At the and he just does that so perfectly. Like you can picture it, and it's. I wanted to talk about. Even the way he, you see how he treats his um, girlfriend, the the way he's like, when he sits her at the bar, I forget what scene, it's later in the movie, he sits her at the bar, they're having a party, he's like, if you look at anyone, if you talk to anyone, I'll kill you. <laughs> and, it's like, and she just looks to her friend and she's like laughing, ah, yeah, he'll actually kill me if you like that. And it's just like, it's so perfect because he never strays away from that. He's always like... He's always on the verge of a, a mental breakdown and just going to kill everyone in the room, even though a few seconds ago he was laughing and everybody was laughing out of funny story he's telling. Yeah, I mean, it's an, it's an iconic role. It's an iconic character. And I mean, you know, the great thing about it is De Niro and Ray Liotta, who we'll get into. I, I don't love Ray Liotta as an actor, like, in terms of his career. I, I, I don't love a couple of the things he's done, but... Man, is he good in this movie. And yeah. he's mm -hmm. right on the... Like, the, all three of them are, like, on par with each other. I want to talk about that, too. Uh, one of the biggest things I wanted to bring up... There's three types of gangsters. Like, the three main characters, um, De Niro, Pesci, and Ray Liotta. Um, you know, Pesci's the hothead. Like I mentioned, the one with the complex, the one that's always starting stuff. De Niro's more of, like, the, the brains, but also, like, ruthless. Like... You know, and Ray Liotta's like that calm, reserved. He's the pretty boy. Yeah, the pretty boy, the calm, reserved guy. But he still get still get his hands dirty, and it's kind of like I don't know. I've I've kind of seen that in just like in Toronto. Like you, you just have this like some guys the hothead right of the group, <laughs> the other guys the real brains. But you know he talks and seems humble, but when he when stuff gets real, stuff gets real, and he's there. And then there's the guy who's the pretty boy who's still part of the everything, but. Then he snitches at the end, the, the right? Thing, yeah. the, the thing that makes Ray Liotta's character so brilliant is just that, like, he's just got this likability. Everybody that he meets just falls in love with him. And that's why he's able to get away with all this stuff, right? Yeah. Because, like, he... And, and you know, Lorraine, Lorraine Bracco's character, uh, Karen, who is another brilliant performance, but, you know, she even says, she's like, you know, it's weird to see he's so young, and but he carries himself in such a way, and all these people gravitate towards him. It's just such a great film. Um, so just a couple notes about it. Directed by Martin Scorsese, as we said. It's just distributed by Warner Brothers. Uh, came out in 1990. It's been 31 years. It doesn't feel yeah. that old. Like, it feels like it hasn't really aged. It, it, it's aged well, I guess. Yeah. Um, let's see here. It was. It's based on a book called The Wise Guy by Nicholas Pileggi. Pileggi? I don't know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> um, and let's see here. Okay, yeah. It was made for $25 million back in 1990. That's, you know. It's a lot. A lot, and it made forty six point eight million at the box office. Not as much as I actually kind of expected, but you know, uh, with with streaming services now and then on cable, it's 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 it kind of has a cult following now. So it's yeah. made a lot more than that, but uh, just a very successful movie. So Kurt, one of the things that stood out for me rewatching it again was the fact that it's a narrator movie that works because I find that a lot of times when there's a narrator, it can, it's just, mm -hmm. I don't know. It doesn't always work. Is there any other movie that you can think of? Uh, maybe other than, I mean, I mean, I guess Shawshank is one, but like, is there any other movie that, that has a great like narrator and I'm, it works like that? I'm trying to think back if the Bronx tale mm. had a narrator in there. Cause I'm trying to connect movies of the similar genre. Um, yeah, like, well, I think what made it work was, the narrating was so minimal. 
Yeah. And they would also switch and go back and forth with voices. Like, I really like yep. it when he first meets Karen. And he and when they're on that date, that double date, and he's going how he wants to get out of there. He, right. And she's going, I don't understand this guy. Yeah, and they're going jerky's. back and forth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that just moved along the story in a quick, smart way. And then it went back to the action. It didn't distract, right? You weren't just listening to something going on. You were witnessing it as well. Well, yeah, that, I mean, the key to the movie, too, is the fact that it's only narrated by two characters. It's narrated by Henry Hill, and it's narrated by Karen. And the real, the crux of the whole thing is Henry's, you know, trying to not be a regular guy. He's trying to not be a 9-to-5 Joe Schmo. He wants to be more than that. He wants to be a gangster. And then on the other side, you've got Karen, who's kind of the one who challenges him uh, to, you know, whether or not he actually has, is cut out to be that character. And he ends up, you know, that ends up being the, the, the crux of the film. Also, what I, well, just one more thing about the Karen character. At first, her mom is, you know, kind of comes off as this crazy old lady. What I love, and I thought it was brilliant, that Karen becomes that later in the film. She almost becomes her mother. I noticed that, right? And it's it's so perfect because, like, at first, she's you know, her mom's embarrassing her when they first start dating. You know, she, she's, she doesn't even know that that's a gangster. She wants a 9 to 5, has to be Jewish, whatever, stuff like that. Mom, I'd like you to meet my friend Henry Hill. How do you do? Hi, nice to meet you. My daughter says that uh, you're half Jewish. Um, just the good half. <laughs> and then, you know, after, and, like, you can see it because she kind of starts losing it especially midway through the movie and as it gets later she starts to lose it and she kind of turns into her mother and she kind of starts losing the plot and becoming crazy old lady and it's interesting you say that because i think one of the things that makes this movie special is the fact that and it kind of goes back to the fact that it's it's aged really well it's timeless because yeah, it, it moves certainly. over a bunch of different decades as like it starts in you know like the 50s i think it starts in the 50s like late 50s 55 and, I yeah, believe. And, yeah and it moves and it moves into all these different eras and like you know the costumes change the characters change the music the music exactly right and it, yeah. it does such a good job of that and it, it really like it encapsulates this sort of life that he's that he's lived henry uh through his eyes and and that's what i think makes the movie so timeless and they do a great job of aging the characters both mm -hmm. like physically and then also like from a like from a character standpoint like how each character changes so much right and i mean de niro is, is a guy yeah. that his character man he's so menacing in this film but he's so in control when it starts and then by the end he's completely he lost it yeah. lost his mind right and i don't know it it I find no, that I thought is, that was perfect because yeah. like at the first, you know, everybody loves him. He's handing out money. He's not even part of the family, but it's like he has so much like clout, so to speak, like he could do anything. And he's just so like he's like the perfect gangster because he has he's just so put together. Right. And he doesn't have a hothead or anything. And then after when they hit the Lufthansa heist and everything and he starts killing off all the guys that helped him do it. Yeah, that's awesome. And, that's and awesome. yeah, <laughs> and even even that scene when um, they meet for the first time after he got arrested and De Niro's trying to like pick his brain to see if he's going to rat him out. He's like, all right, do a hit for me in Miami. And then it's like, well, he's never done that to you. He's never like delegated you. He's The whole movie is kind of acted like you guys are equals. And now he's kind of delegating you to do hits. It's like you see the how, how it progressed. Even with uh, Tommy, like his evolution, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. the first time you see him, he's this greased up little Italian kid who, who runs away when Henry gets pinched with the cigarettes. You know, he wasn't right. tough enough to be there and stay. He, he darted off, no pun intended. And, uh, and then, he, you know, next time you see him, he's this, you know, little ball of hate that you never know when he's going to blow up and kill somebody. Well, yeah, the key to the movie, too, is also, you know, 
in in contrast in contrast to other gangster films you know the godfather is all about you know michael coming in not really wanting to be a part of that world and trying to get away with it but he ends up actually getting sucked into it in the end whereas goodfellas is about henry hill wanting to be Mm -hmm. a part of that world and actively trying to become a part of it and the jimmy character for me is really you know jimmy's actually a criminal you know whereas the other guys are trying to be gangsters and they want to wear the suits and they want to have the girls and they want to have the cars whereas jimmy is really the encapsulation of all the bad things that happen in that world and when he finally you know that ends up being what you know takes tommy and and henry away from that uh, all together, you know. Ultimately, Jimmy's downfall was the downfall for all of them. I think. Like, well, yeah. I mean, it, it, like any gangster movie, you know. Yeah. Like it, when one goes, they all. They're, go. they're all the, the the downfall is kind of the whole point. Like they yeah. have to, yeah. you know. That is a good point. At the start, Henry wants to be like Jimmy, and then by the end of the movie, he's afraid of him. Yeah. 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 It's it really is. I mean, rewatching it again, like there's just it it doesn't lull. A lot of the time, I mean, you know, you bring up The Godfather, you know, there's obviously Scarface is another great gangster. There's been a ton of great gangster movies, but I just think this movie just moves so well. And like I said, just, just the, 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 the creativity with how it's, it's shot and it changes. And mm. I don't know, it just, it keeps you on your toes. Like not a lot of movies in history. Yeah, and, and back to the relationship between Jimmy and Henry. At the very end of the of the sequence when uh, Henry's a kid, uh, Jimmy says to him, never rat on your friends, always keep your mouth shut. You took your first pinch like a man, and you learned the two greatest things in life. What? Look at me. Never rat on your friends, and always keep your mouth shut. Right, and then it comes full circle. Yeah, and Henry, yeah. Henry, yeah. Henry, when he first hears that, thinks of it as, I'm in. He just called me, you know, friends. He called me a part of the organization. Whereas what Jimmy is really saying to him is a threat. He's really, he's actually telling him, yeah. never rat, never rat me out. But at the time, Henry sees it as this is now I'm part of that world. Yeah. But it ends up being what's uh, in the end, what uh, what ends the whole thing. All right, so I got a couple, a uh, couple little things that I wanted to touch on here. Um, Samuel Jackson is in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that really? until I looked at the cast. He plays oh, really Stax, the, 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 the guy with the Lufthansa. He was part of the Lufthansa. Yeah, and he gets shot by by yeah. Tommy. Yeah, it's Samuel Jackson in a cameo, no which That's is awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I didn't even take that in. I know. I totally forgot about that. And he and he gets killed. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody gets killed. Yeah. How many people do you guys think died in this movie? <laughs> like eighty yeah, percent of the really cast. Like I, I mean, I Another didn't actually look up the numbers. It's, it's, it's got to be like twenty, thirty. Yeah, well, I mean, when you look back well, to that, that one big heist was at least twenty people. To the scene yeah. where, where they go through the the club and, and introduce everybody. I mean, most of those people end up uh, yeah getting end killed, up being dead. Yeah, and that's not even accounting for all like the you know the murder when they killed the maid man from when Tommy ki- yeah. killed the maid man or not Tom. Was it Tom? Yeah, Tom, yeah, Tommy, 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 Tommy kills Tommy, yeah. uh, Joe oh, Pesci's character. Yeah. yeah, he kills the guy who's chirping him in the bar. Yeah, yeah he's a maid man, bats. and that's yeah. ultimately that's, what got him killed in the that's end sort too. Of the downfall of, of the movie. Yeah, um, no, I, I mean it's just the, part of the, part of the reason why I love this movie as well is like there's so much little comedy in it too. Yeah, like I love Maury's character, mm-hmm. <laughs> Maury's wigs. That guy is so funny. The commercial where he jumps in the pool. Exactly. It's clear that his hair is not wet. It's just a great great little devices like that throughout. And, and, you know, Tommy, Joe Pesci, going back to him, like, 
some of the lines like one of my favorite scenes is when they have the dead body in the trunk and they have to go and pick up the shovel at tommy's mom's house oh, and they're sitting yes. eating dinner and like his mom's coming oh why, why can't you get a nice girlfriend i sleep with girlfriends every night you know? <laughs> i settle down every night and, and then in the morning i work again and then she pulls up the pit of what man when she pulls out the picture <laughs> And he's, it's not half bad, isn't it? So he looks he's like someone we know <laughs> and the guy that they just killed in the trunk. Yeah, that was awesome. And then this guy's like, what do you want from me? It's just so good. One dog goes one way and the other dog goes the other way. One is going east and the other one is going west. So what? And this guy's saying, what do you want from me? The guy's got a nice head of white hair. Look how beautiful with the dog. It looks the same. They, they... Looks like somebody we know. <laughs> oh, the mother's legendary. Actually, yes, did you yes, guys know she's awesome. Martin Scorsese's mother? I did not know that. No way. It's Catherine Scorsese. Wow. That's is, incredible. Is, uh, is Tommy's mom? She was a great. She did a great oh. job. Out I love too. it. She man. Yeah. show up at what yeah. two in the morning with a dead body in the trunk, and she's making food for <laughs> yeah. him. And Leota's like losing his mice, and they're like, "What is going?" Yeah. on? Well, she yeah. says, "You've got no appetite. You don't eat. You don't talk much." <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah. There's the way there's she plays an Italian too. mother was just flawless. She's she in a. Is. She's in a bunch of movies too. She's in Casino and Cape no Fear. Yeah, apparently. Wow, a bunch of movies with De Niro too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, King of Comedy. That's also De Niro. Oh, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Fun fact: my mom is actually an extra in the King of Comedy. Oh yeah, yeah. Sh- shout out to moms. <laughs> shout out to moms. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, again, like there's just so many great like, and you know, speaking of moms, you mentioned uh Lorraine Bracco's character, Karen's mom. Like the freak out when they're newlyweds and yeah. he comes in. And <laughs> I love that. Just and he just leaves and he starts leaves. laughing. He away. So it's Perfect. so good. He's like, man, he just looks like a mess. He the must balls, have just, yeah. the balls to do that. He shows up and literally he takes one look. He's like, I'm out. He doesn't say a word. Screw this. <laughs> no, he, <laughs> he laughs. He laughs, yeah. laughs gets yeah. in the car and he's gone. <laughs> and Tommy's chirping him. That's just perfect. Uh, yeah, and it, it's it's it, they just do a great job of that. Another quick little example of that is when they're. Uh, they're burning down the restaurant to, to collect the insurance, and they're sitting outside, and they have that conversation, you know, and 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 Tommy's trying to get Henry to be his his wingman, and yeah. like you know, just like little things like that, mixed in with all the violence to give the movie layers. It makes it it makes it like re- you realize that there's still people and stuff, you know, these even though they're gangsters, and like I, in a I, weird way that that might sound weird, but like. It gives it like a human aspect because they're not just out there killing each other. You know, he's going to tell his friend, oh, come, you know, I want to bang this brother. Come with me. You know, I can't go alone. You know, like stuff yeah. like, like regular stuff, you know. Well, the scene you're talking about is a great example of them not understanding the gravity of what they're doing and the gravity of them, what the world that they're getting into, really. Yeah. Okay, yeah. um, a couple more things. And, and, and just, just to put a bow on that, like, I think that's the difference between this movie and a movie like The Godfather because The Godfather is yeah. brilliant in its own right, but it's so dark and depressing, and yeah. and this movie is dark in its own way, but it's also like kind of like like I said, there's like an element of comedy to it as well. Um, okay, I want to ask you guys a couple things. What do we think about the opening sequence? I like, loved it. Yeah. I, I what I really what really was the first thing like the first note I made about the movie. What I really thought they did well was portray the Italian influence on Brooklyn back mm. in the day. Because like, you don't see that anymore. And the mob used to run Brooklyn back in like those days. And it, they did an amazing job of like really portraying that before Brooklyn became so multicultural and how it is now completely different. I feel like 
just even like that scene after like it was a bit later maybe 20 minutes into the movie where he's in the bar as a kid for the first time and then he's introducing and everyone has that italian nickname like the big guy with the biggies knows freddy no nose and oh, yeah. J- T- timmy two times, timmy two times says, yeah. he says, i'm gonna go get the papers get the papers <laughs> <laughs> just perfect like that was amazing that's hilarious yeah I, I really loved they made it so italian and it was so perfect in my opinion yeah, it was the prototypical story of how you get involved in the mob back in the day. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest. If I was a child born in the 50s or the 40s and I was in New York. Oh, here we go. I would have got. The 50s or the 40s. In the 50s <laughs> or the 40s, I would have wanted to be recruited so badly. I totally. That's the part of the movie that fits. So many of these people would be attracted to that, right? It's also. These guys have money. Well, they Kurt, have respect. Kurt, you, you still dress like a good fella. So. <laughs> Maybe I'm a wise a de- guy. Maybe a decent fellow. I don't know about a good fellow. <laughs> but you you see the allure. I think that's the important thing about the beginning is you understand completely where Ray Liotta's character is coming from. You yeah. understand why he joined them. And another thing, I mean, it introduces you to the fact that, you know, you talk about the Italian influence on Brooklyn and all that, but another part of uh, Henry's character is that he's not fully Italian. He's, yeah, his no, mother, he's, he's his mother's right. Sicilian, but his, his father's Irish, Italian. Yeah. So it's kind of like, or sorry, Irish. Irish yeah. Yes. So that, you know, also plays into the fact that he's kind of faking into a world uh, that he doesn't really belong into. Do yeah. we like young Ray Liotta? Like the kid who plays Amazing. young Henry? I thought he was great. Yeah, okay. The kid, the kid I did. I, I, I didn't, me personally. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I just, he's just, okay, I guess, I guess... It's kind, kind of, of a hard thing for a kid to play. No, in no, my no. I, I agree, but I guess it's just like he just seems so innocent and sweet, and like but that's... Ray Liotta's character, like Henry, grown up Henry, is just such a like conniving and but smart that's, that's, and slick. I think that's the point. Yeah, in my I, opinion, I, I, like I guess that's you're the right. evolve. Like he is like that innocent kid that you know when that guy got shot outside of the restaurant, he's the only one trying to help. All the mobsters are like, "Get him out of here! We don't need this. This is this is hot, right? Get him out of here!" Yeah, yeah. And like, and it, it kind of goes from that. Oh, outside the, the pizza joint yes, or whatever. Outside yes, the pizza yeah, joint yeah, where yeah. Polly's telling him, "You get him out of here. I don't right. want you know cops, whatever." And um, that he goes from there, and now after later, he becomes literally what all the other guys are. Mm-hmm. And he, then you see it at the end when he turns around and rats on them. Like like Josh said, like he was kind of going into life he didn't really belong in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I just, something bugs me about that kid. <laughs> what is it, his haircut? You I don't know. Like his shoes? I, I don't know. What, I just, I don't, I don't love the performance, okay? I don't know. That's my opinion. Uh, he does look exactly like Ray Liotta. Yeah. Like Ray yeah, Liotta. They, they, I, they, I got, they, they, they did, did a great job at that. That's a, that's a small thing, but when they nail that on the head, uh, it, it, it adds it, a it lot. It makes a big difference. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Because, as I said, like, this movie spans over, like, 30 years, basically, can, right? So. Can I also say, like, the way they aged Robert De Niro throughout the movie was perfect. Yep. Like, yep. Were, like, Uncle Polly, or, or Polly, um, he, he was kind of different. I get it, because he was old at the start of the movie, and then 30 years later, you know, he kind of looks a bit older, but not, like, 30 years older. But Robert De Niro, like, from 29 to, like, when he was, what, I guess 59 at the end, like, you just look it almost like they shot it over the 30 years yeah. like it was like they aged them incredibly in, in contrast to the irishman he looks like the age he should be <laughs> i was thinking the exact same thing yeah. Yeah, the irishman's a weird one I, I that's a flawed film i like it but you know uh but it's interesting because like that movie literally it you know, it's basically the sequel to this yeah it's a, a spiritual successor to, yeah. to goodfellas yeah. yeah yeah um all right so Anything else anybody want to hit on? Can we move, can we move on to some categories? Any other final sort of 
general thoughts about the film? Well, I mean, I just want to say that you opened the show with the, that quote for as, far, for as far back as I remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And I think that kind of is the overarching theme to the to the whole thing. And, you know, we I don't think we talked enough about uh, Lorraine Bracco's character because she's mm-hmm. really the catalyst of the entire thing. Oh. She's really the, the most important uh, character in the whole movie because she's... Uh, you know Henry's window back into the outside of of what regular life is, and you know when even when she starts narrating in the film, uh, and she's talking about like in the scene where Henry goes and beats up the guy who uh, who touched oh, her, I and love she's that like, scene. I gotta yeah. be honest, it turned me on, and yeah. it's like, yeah, I mean, like you know, it does seem like a very tantalizing thing uh, to be a gangster, but in the end, you know, her the window of her challenging Henry, uh, you know, to come back into regular life ends up. I- Ends up being what changes. I feel she was so attracted to that, to him being a gangster. That's why she never even left him. Like that scene where he wakes up and she's standing over him with the gun to his head, and then she, she as she's narrating, she's like, "I can't, like, like I can't, kill I can't him. leave him. Yeah. I can't kill him. Like, like, what if some other? I can't just let him go to some other girl. They don't deserve him. I'm still so attracted to him. And that's, I think, I mean, he was so bad to her the whole movie, but yeah. like she was there by his side literally the whole time. Uh, it, it, she is really great in this movie. She's sure, got yeah, sex she's appeal. Amazing. She's got. And she's hot. Oh yeah, <laughs> she is. I, mean, I feel that's another. Th- I feel like that's like the older I get, the more I like women who look like Lorraine Bracco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I was a kid thinking like, nah, but now I'm like, huh. that, that scene when she's asking right. for money, you know, and then she goes yeah. down on him and stuff like that. But when she's like, oh, this much, like she's just so sexy. I don't know. Like I, I, I love the performance. Um, and yeah, it's it. She's she's right on that level of Ray Liotta and. Just to touch on Ray Liotta, I think, man, he's just he's just so perfect for this for this part. Yeah, yeah. I think what kind of happened is he kind of got he kind of got typecast for this. Kind of in a way ruined his career because like he could never do anything else. It's almost like Joey and Friends. Like Matt LeBlanc is great as Joey, yeah. but he's he really not a great else. actor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but you know, this movie was this role was meant for Ray Liotta. Uh, Kurt, do you have any Ray Liotta thoughts? Well, like you look at. Maybe this has something to do with it. Maybe it doesn't. But you look at the rest of the big cast of this film, they're all more mature actors. They'd been around the block. Yeah, they'd been in gangster movies before, but they'd also done other things. And I think this might have been, that might have been why he got typecasted. Because it is true. Mm-hmm. He did kind of get thrown into that mob guy only thing type of deal. And I don't He know almost if... became a parody of himself as his Absolutely. career sort of went on, you know? Yeah. Well, what it is, I mean, he's kind of like, uh, you know, that that blank slate character kind of thing, similar to the way Mark Hamill is uh, Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars series. He's kind of like, (laughs) you know, he's kind of more of a, you know, regular guy so that you can kind of put yourself into that uh, into that mindset. Well, uh, I mean, I don't love Leota, but he's he he is fantastic. He's perfect for that. movie. He is. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's get to some categories here. I wanted to talk about the best scene in the movie. I have a couple nominations. I don't know how you guys. Do you guys just want to start throwing stuff out? Do you want me to go through my list? I don't have a specific best one, so do, do, I think we should Do you want me to go through my list? I definitely have a best one. You do? Okay. Well, I'll 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 go through. I picked like five or six moments that I think were awesome, and then we can discuss and yeah. sort of vote and stuff like that. So, uh, starting from I guess starting from the beginning of the movie, the first one that uh, that stuck out to me is uh, when we first meet um, Tommy. The scene yes. in the nightclub when he's giving Henry a hard time, you know, what, 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 do you think I'm funny? Do yeah. I make you laugh? Am I making you laugh? That whole scene. Do it's... I amuse you? Is it my <laughs> voice? I don't, I, don't get, I don't get what he's saying. I'm a funny guy. You know, you're, you're funny. <laughs> you mean, so? man, let me understand this, because I don't, you know, maybe it's me, I'm a little fucked up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. 
What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? But you just, you see how evil, you know, yeah. Tommy is. Well, like, that you... immediately after that, the waiter comes over and says that he's got seven figure uh, check on the go and then he <laughs> bottles him on smacks him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, That's what I'm saying. Like that he could just switch from telling a funny story yeah. to yeah. being this bloody murder in a second. It's just amazing. Like that hothead factor adds so much to the movie. So I have that as one. I got uh, obviously the sort of the iconic moment in the movie uh, is the Copacabana tracking shot scene yeah. when he's taking Karen in for the first time and it follows them down mm-hmm. into the tunnel and he's going through all those, you know, and, and, and saying and hello the, to and everyone. The sound is the soundtrack is so perfect, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and it's just, and then they go in. Yeah, exactly. And just how complicated of a shot. I can't stress this enough. That is such a hard thing to pull off. Like, I wonder how much, like if they, how, how, how much takes they had to do on that. See, that I was thinking been... about that too. They, they must've rehearsed it like yeah. a million yeah, times. And sure. then just like, cause I mean, yeah, to reset, it would take like half an hour exactly, to reset that really, shot. Really, yeah. Everybody would have to go back and like, People are cooking. And he's, you it's know, like a hundred people just in oh, that, like, that one there's one like, minute scene. There's like three hundred people. So much choreography. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's pretty it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, I know it is. Uh, so I have that. Uh, let's see. I have the uh, when he beats up Karen's neighbor, yeah. the douchebag from the country club. Yes, That's that was awesome. Just awesome, and he just goes like, and man, sometimes like when you see people getting fights. Like in film, it, it kind of looks fake. Like when he punches him in the nose with that gun, yeah. like you feel it. <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm. whoa. Yeah, I just thought that that was really well done. Um, if anyone has anything to add, please let me know. I uh, definitely do. Okay, what? My favorite, as someone who loves to cook, my favorite scene in the movie is when they're in prison and, oh, uh, and yeah. Yeah. Polly's making the sauce. And the trick to the sauce is you got to cut the garlic real thin so it just disappears. <laughs> and the, the slices oven. with the knife. Oh, I, razor blade. But that's literally, kind of the theme almost through the movie, like the cooking and everything. I kind of yeah. love it. Well, Even oh, yeah. Italian, yeah. It, it is a big part. Yeah. There's a great line in that scene, too, when uh, the guy's cooking the steaks. I forget his name. One of the characters cooking the steaks. How do you like your son? Medium rare. Oh, an aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. But I still think about that. Every time I'm cutting onions, I still think about that scene. Yeah. That, that garlic, how he does that with that razor is incredible. You, yeah, you could you could just redo what he's doing in that scene and probably have a great tomato sauce. Okay, yeah. so, so we got yeah, the prison sequence. Um, let's see. I, I also had uh, the scene when Pesci beats up. Um, oh, I always forget that character's name. Uh, it, it, he when, when they kill the, the main man. What's that character's name? Again? Oh, Billy Bats. Billy Bats, thank you. I always forget that guy's name. Uh, yeah, so when they kill Billy Bats, that whole sequence and then... You know, and then they they drag him out into the woods. Yeah. And... Well, leading even leading up to it, the whole scene when they're in the bar, yeah. and Billy Bats is talking about the uh, shoe shine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, get your shoe shine box. <laughs> and and then, like, then it settles down, and then he just and then, and then, then he just like, in. go get your shoe shine. <laughs> but you know, like you know, that dude is so dead. Oh yeah, the whole yes, scene. Yes, you just know, yes. even though Joe Pesci leaves for a bit, you know he his time is the numbered. way Joe Pesci just says, "Keep him here, keep him here." And you you already know what's gonna happen. Uh, so we mentioned the prison sequence, and then, um, for me, for me, this is my favorite scene. The scene like that ten minute sequence yes. when it's the, it's the coke filled yeah. day of errands mm-hmm. uh, and the helicopter, the helicopter yeah. chasing them. And, that is and so... there's another meat sauce thing. There, yes, like, man, know, that was so perfect. Like the way he's sorry to interrupt you, just no, the go way ahead. he. Um, catalogs the whole day out as the narrator. Like, the, it's like, all right, first I gotta go this, and now I gotta go home and cook the meat sauce, yeah. and then I have to go. 
Um, I forgot that he, lady's character yeah, name the, who was the, getting the, the, the side chick. Who's yeah, the like, side chick who screws him at the end. He's like, I gotta go get her ready for the. No, not the side chick. The oh, one that's. Oh, the oh the. Yeah, mule, you have to get her ready for the, the plane. We'll get, get to her. Ready we'll to get, get her, her on the plane. Yeah, we'll get to her. <laughs> but <laughs> it was just so. I just loved how like the whole time he's just cataloging this extremely busy day while he's just off the coke and everything. I was gonna be busy all day. I had to drop off some guns at Jimmy's to match some silencers he had gotten. I had to pick up my brother at the hospital and drive him back to the house for dinner that night. And then I had to pick up some new Pittsburgh stuff for Lois to fly down to some customers I had near Atlanta. And at the end, it just like and you can you see can, his paranoia building. Yes, it's just, yeah. it's just a great it's a great. Can see the paranoia you, you building in all of them to be fair, but you can't help but feel anxious when you're watching. Yes, that, you because you know something's sequence. gonna happen. You know he's not just narrating this busy day and like he's just gonna go home and sleep and wake up next because morning. You know uh, something's about to happen. Originally, when you're first watching it for the first time and he's talking about seeing the helicopter and everything, you're thinking this guy's crazy. Yes, this is insane. Yeah. And by the end, that's of what it, I thought. Yeah. That's, yeah, I was like, well, this guy's losing his mind because I've only watched. I've never watched the whole movie before really um, yesterday i've never watched i've only watched like the mo i've watched most of it the just in scenes, scenes and like uh, but like that helicopters thing is something i was seeing for the first time mm. i'm like well this guy this is just they're easily trying to portray him being paranoid but at the end of the helicopter was the thing that ended up catching him at the end yeah, yeah, I mean, and, Amongst and, the other and things. it's so funny how like after all the crap that he's been through something so stupid like that idiot lois character yes. is what gets Ta him caught yeah. it's just uh it's that whole sequence is great for me yes, so that's um, so perfect where do you guys land on this what's what, like what we've been through pretty much the, the all the main i got ones. one more yeah what's that with uh oh when uh karen goes this is just after like all the heat starts to go down and karen goes to meet uh with jimmy yeah oh, oh yeah goes to meet with jimmy yeah yes. that's a good scene and you and, and you know he wants to kill her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you've seen throughout the movie how the women are always safe, right? And she's always felt that, right? She's always been safe and cared for. And then she feels it for the first time where she's in very much danger yeah. with him. And he's he's like, oh, go get some and food she, or I, something. It, and tells her to go down this dark alleyway where there's yeah. some sketchy looking guys. It was it was the Dior dresses and yes. it, it, she. I feel like she wanted to trust him so bad because she had no reason to not trust him. But that's what he was using because he knew that he would. And then like she kind of just peers in, sees like a bunch of guys in this like sketchy looking like abandoned store, and you know she put two and two together and she's like, oh yeah, I gotta go and just took off. But like I just thought it was so perfect how. I like because the whole time she's walking and you can sense the tension. You can sense that something's not right, and like she wants to trust him. And then when she sees the guys in the thing, she's like, "All right, he's trying to kill me. I gotta get out of here." Yeah, no, yeah, that you're right. That is that is a it really just good scene. Set uh, a tone. Yeah, that the rest of the movie was gonna go and uh, oh, just eerie. Josh, what's your favorite scene? I'm sticking with the with the with the cooking scene, man. The cooking in the prison scene. Oh yeah, that's my favorite I'm, one. I, I, I'm torn between the one. Well, that's not really, the ten one. minute the ten it's minute thing. All right, that, all right. <laughs> then you know what? I'll pick. Um, I'll pick the 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 scene the, the first one you mentioned where where Pesci is giving the guy or uh, uh, Henry Henry the yeah. hard time. And then, you know, it goes well. And then in a second later, he's bottle bottling the way waiter yeah. for asking for $7,000 or for whatever, which he could have easily paid. But, you know, just the audacity to ask him for $7,000 was sure. enough. Which back in that day, 7000 would have been a lot more money than it oh, was. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. like to those guys, yeah. there's nothing, right? He could have paid him, and, yeah. but he didn't want it. Actually, I could go off the freaking table. I'm going to the wedding. Where oh, she, where she 
where Karen meets every Paul and Peter yes, in the world. Yes, that was awesome. <laughs> that is and good. they that was all so have Italian wives so named awesome. Marie. Yes. Like, and, they named, and they named all their daughters Marie. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's and, just real life. Yeah, yeah. no, that's yeah. so Italian. It's so perfect. Like, it's so... It's so dumb, but it adds so much to the movie. And then in my they're opinion. sitting up there, and they're bringing all their cash to them. Right. Oh yeah. And, and, all that, and, and they're gloves, dancing, and she, and she looks like she's like, "What?" She's yeah. in shock. Yeah. And they're dancing, yeah. and she's like, "Honey, we left the bag with all the money." And he's like, "Sweetheart, no, no one's... one's gonna touch that bag here." Are you kidding me? Interesting. For me, for me, I'm sticking with the coke scene, the, the coke, yeah. when the coked up day of errands. So interesting. We all have a different choice. I like that. We all have a. I mean, it goes to show. How many great moments there are in this film? Yeah, yeah, um, you could pick almost any one of the ones you mentioned. Even yeah. there's there's more than there's that. There's more, yeah. Um, Josh, if you could relate Joe Pesci to an athlete, who would it be? <laughs> Joe Pesci to an athlete? Tommy. Joe Pesci's character. Tommy. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about this. Like, I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. For me, like Sean Avery came to mind. Sean. Avery. Yeah, yeah, a little scrappy. Maybe guy. like a Marcus yeah. Smart, some like a short say, NBA yeah. Kyle Lowry, like a short NBA a little, player just that a just out asshole. of the hood that just you know that has that. Latrell Sprewell. <laughs> <laughs> he legitimately choked his coach. So That's like Latrell Sprewell. <laughs> yeah, I mean he, but he's just yeah, he's got that kind of. Well, you like, need someone that's gonna fire. snap and is literally a health concern if he snaps. Like, <laughs> Like Joe Pesci Even, was literally the final boss of all small guy syndrome. Like, yes, yeah. complex. Yes. Like he's the final boss. He's brilliant in this movie. I think he's my favorite part of the film. Yeah, um, my favorite character for sure. Let's let's move on to something. Uh, our last uh, category of the day, uh, the Danny Green Please Stop Shooting Award. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Jess Woods likes that one. <laughs> This award goes to uh, something we didn't like about the film. And uh, this was kind of hard for me. It was really hard. I have two things. I already kind of touched on one of them. I think young Ray Liotta is, is uh, you know, eh, eh, could they have gotten a better actor? You know, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Lois. <laughs> like, I hate her. I just hate Lois. But that like, adds to the every... movie, though. Like, that's not No, the I know. Bad... I just, just the character. Yeah. I don't like her performance. She does suck, yeah. Something about her face uh. just makes me angry. <laughs> yes. I feel like she. So those, those are my two picks, but. I feel like she almost did a good job of, like, being such a dejected, like, spoiled almost like girl like i don't know i don't know if she was a good actor or not like i I don't know like it's hard to get a beat on her because like she she sells it but she kind of looks like she's not really trying and i, I don't know it's it, it's a Even weird the name character. like lois yeah. i don't know just my she's the just one an unlikable character the one thing what i'll go for my danny green please stop shooting moment it was at the end in the courthouse, I I didn't i wasn't a fan of the ending of him just snitching breaking on everyone the, breaking the fourth wall are you talking about in the in the courthouse the way that he turns, a lot of people think about the way yes. the way that he turns and starts talking. Yeah, to the, to the camera. camera. I hated the that. movie. You yes, don't like, like that? that's I I hated that. It didn't matter. It didn't mean anything. When I was broke, I would go out and rob some more. We ran everything. We paid off cops. We paid off lawyers. We paid off judges. Everybody had their hands out. Everything was for the taking. And now it's all over. Like that. That moment. to me just didn't fit like at all with the way the movie was going like i just thought why would he just not narrate the rest of it and like why does he just get up uh, like in the middle of a court session everybody's like sitting there doing his thing and he's just talking to the camera it's almost like like that it fits with some movies like when when leonardo dicaprio does that in the world of wall street it's perfect 
But yeah. when he, he did that at the end Which of the movie... Which we will movie, get to, possibly. Yeah. We'll see. Stay tuned. But, <laughs> like, in this movie, he never did that once in the movie. And at the end, now that you ratted everyone out and now, like, you lost all your credibility as a character, now you do... I, I, that's the one thing that really bothered me about the movie. Other than that, like, it, I can't think of anything that I didn't like. It does come out of left field. Uh, I mean, in a way, I guess it's to the fact that it's kind of, like, you know, based on a... It takes you out of a... Of the fact that it's a movie and it's sort of based on a true story or whatever, um, I, I, it's a controversial moment for sure. I kind of like the way that the movie ends, uh, but it does come full I, circle. I, I, can, I can see why you wouldn't. You I wouldn't just really, that. even if he just rats on them and fine, I, I wouldn't have a problem. You know, then it's just ah, that's you know, I wish it didn't end like that. But I just did not like him just looking at the camera yeah. and that. Like it just didn't fit for me at all. Is the one mistake. Kurt, anything come to mind for uh, well, Danny Green? I was going to go with Lois. You kind of took that one. Just yeah. like she's the Judas of the film. Yeah. yeah. But not because she's malicious, just because she's dumb and lazy, yes. right? <laughs> because he literally tells her, don't use the phone in the house. And she says, yeah, yeah, I got it. Hangs up, picks yeah, up the yeah. phone, calls. <laughs> like, Every time I watch that, it makes me mad. Yeah. So that like frustrates me because I hate seeing intelligent characters that we've built the story around getting foiled by just irrelevant idiots yeah, yeah that's, I, I hate that i feel that's a loophole the out, there. yeah right um but let's not go with that oh i don't know i actually had a thought and it's left me now that i've gone on my little rant about uh, lois being a judas josh take it I over mean, the, and let me come back the, the fact is that you know goodfellas is one of the most complete movies uh, in cinema history when you go from the top to the bottom of the characters and the pacing and you know it's tough to really come up with anything that you think is wrong with it. I mean, they could have fleshed out a few more characters. You talk about the scene where they go through and they introduce everybody. We don't really get to meet many of those guys, but I think that also, you know, adds to the fact that, you know, it's a big world and we're not supposed to know what's happening throughout all of it. Maybe the character of Polly could have been a little bit more fleshed out and he could have been more of a, you know... Uh, yeah, you don't, that's a that's a good point. You don't really hear much about him. You don't know much about him. No, exactly. I think that's I think that's intentional. And it's another intentional uh, thing. He even yeah. says that like, is a good like, point. Paulie, Paulie doesn't, doesn't move say, for everyone. He, yeah, he doesn't yeah. move for anyone. Or like he doesn't he'll, he doesn't say eight words or whatever. Yeah. Whatever he says. That is a good point. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, no, there's there's not much I would change about this movie. I think the pacing is perfect, and all the characters that they end up do fleshing out are pretty much spot on. I, yeah, I mean, rewatching it, it really, it really is. It's like to this day, I've seen it a bunch of times, but hadn't seen it in a while. It, it's still so entertaining, yeah. just from start yeah. to finish. Sometimes I, you rewatch a movie and you get into it, and you're thinking, oh, "Okay, fine, I've seen this already." But it never happens for Goodfellas. I've probably seen it ten times, and it's you know every time I enjoy it just as much. Brilliant. My brain came back on. Oh yeah, what do you got? Sympathy for one character in the whole film. Poor Spider. The oh, bartender. the guy. <laughs> oh, that yeah, poor the guy. Like, I, guess, I guess he is integral because it's showing Tommy just Spider. falling down the crazy yeah. canal. Mm. But uh, that poor guy, first he gets shot in the foot, and then he uh, grows the balls and he tells him to F off, and he just gets blown away. Yeah, you could see it coming. The, the way, yeah. he, as soon as he said it, like, and that's another great job by Joe Pesci. The way he just sits there, doesn't move, doesn't say anything. And, and you just, just you just know he's about he's about to start shooting. Oh, you, just you know, know what? That mean, another another honorable mention for great scene is uh, is Joe Pesci's death. That's just a good moment. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, With, uh, yeah, yeah. He, gets, he, gets he walks up. in the room and he's like, oh, and then. Bam. That that alongside you know the scene in the in the cafe or it's uh, or in the diner with with. Uh, with Henry and Jimmy. Oh yeah, in the end, mm -hmm. when he's like, where he he realizes that the, that he's trying that to the Nero's him. trying to kill him. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, well, Jimmy finds out that Tommy just died. Remember, they were waiting for the call. 
Oh. Because Tommy was being a made man. We're talking about two different parts yeah. right now, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both that, diner scenes, yeah, but yeah. that's the one, yeah, where that is that's a... the only time where you see Jimmy be emotional. Yes, right. Yes, yeah, that is true. an incredible scene. Yeah, I forgot true. about that. Yeah, that we, have, might... we haven't we haven't done enough De Niro talk, and and he is brilliant in this film. But I mean, there there is there's so much to get to yeah. in this. But I I just I did want to say that like he he's so evil in this yeah. movie. It's like, but that's the thing in that scene. That's the one time you see him emotional. Like, damn, he actually cared for him. That like, might have been the moment he snapped. Me, part of me, like watching it for the, f- actually for the first time, I almost got the tension that De Niro was gonna kill um, Pesci, that 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 was gonna happen. But then when when um, Tommy gets whacked, and you see De Niro just like borderline crying, just emotional, you realize like, wow, he would never. That's like the one guy he would never kill. But then again, you think that you think the same thing about Henry, and then. Yeah, that is, a, and then like, yeah, then he rats De, him out. De Niro's ruthless in this movie. He'll, yes. he'll kill anyone. And I, mean, I mean, he did. He yeah, did. He, he kills his whole crew. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, wow, man. But th- that's the thing. I did some research, and um, the character they based that on actually did that. Like yeah. that Lufthansa no, heist was real, and the fact that he killed most of the crew after was also was also a real thing back in the day. <sighs> what a brilliant movie. Well, guys, I think we I think we touched on everything. If, in, unless there's anything uh, we missed, yeah, no, I mean, it it really is a great film. It's one of my favorite gangster mm-hmm. movies of all time, and uh, it it's to this day, 31 years later, it still holds up. Uh, so there you have it. That was episode one of the Film Sessions podcast with Eddie, Martin, Kurt, and Josh. Good fellas. Wow, that was awesome. Stay tuned. We got episode two, episode two, excuse me, coming soon, and we might stick with a Martin Scorsese vibe. We'll see. Until next time.